0: to the Defiant Ones: A behind-the-scenes look at the world of Defy.
1: Hey, what's up? It's the Defiant Ones. We got Lee Moriarty making his Defy debut tonight. First off, man, welcome to the family. Welcome to the Defiance. Welcome to Defy. Welcome to Washington Hall, dude.
0: Thank you. The fight has been going for a very long time.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Why is that? I'm a big fan of the aesthetic of Defy, oh, the Oh, cool. The environment that has been portrayed online And made me want to be here. So I'm glad I got to do it, especially
1: a title match in my debut. Oh, yeah. So, okay, what drew you to it, man? What Do you remember the first time you saw it? Was it like, like a social media post or a video specifically or anything?
0: I think it was, um, so Progress Wrestling, the band mm-hmm. Progress. Yeah. And the, like, the Pivot Share thing. And yeah. I watch Defy also. Yeah. So I think that's how I found it. I couldn't remember exactly what show, but I remember yep. seeing it like that. I'm a big fan of um, like cinematography and things yeah. like that. So the way Defy was shot was very different.
1: It's shot like a movie.
0: Yeah, there's not a lot of promotions that invest that much into it, but I think it pays off a lot because it looks really cool and it draws people in.
1: That's awesome, man. Well, I'm glad you were paying attention, man. And uh, my first question for you, dude, is what does Tiger style mean to you? So Tiger style is my version of Bruce Lee's Jeet Kune Do. Okay.
0: Bruce Lee's Jeet Kune Do was his way of interpreting fighting, removing limitations and things like that. Whereas if you do karate or something... You have these patterns that you have to memorize. You have to do this to get to that. It's streamlining everything. So, the Tiger style is streamlining professional wrestling to a style that works uniquely to me while wow. blending all these styles. So, wow. uh, I studied Lucha in Mexico. I yeah. studied a lot of world sport, British wrestling, you know, the Japanese style and all these things. And I try to, you know, mix them together yeah so they flow well. It's not like it's just segment one, segment yeah. two. It you all know, blends properly. And also, it's just a mindset of adapting when I need to adapt. Yeah. In the situation.
1: It's like um, you know, as far as like music nerd I'm gonna say something music nerd here, but there's drummers that are call themselves fusion drummers and they, they fuse jazz and rock and roll and, and, and prog rock, but they take all these different elements and they it's fusion. You're like fusion wrestling, man. <laughs> That's dope, man. So, that's so yeah, first night, man, I got to ask, like, you know, you, you obviously you didn't win in the title match, and I'm not trying to bring up a sore subject, but what was your first impression? You know, what was what was it like for you to wrestle in this promotion that you had really been looking forward to wrestling in?
0: It's amazing because as well as it comes off on screen, it comes off even better in person. So yeah. I got this big shot of adrenaline when I went through that curtain and seeing with all the people, the batters hanging in the ring, it was just... Amazing. And getting in ring with a legend like Christopher Daniels, although he did what he had to do yeah. to win, I understand, I don't like it, but I get it.
1: It's a very, I feel very honored to be able to do that.
0: Yeah. That's very cool.
1: Cool man. Well, you, you, uh, you're just going back to the Bruce Lee thing. I, it just popped up in my head. We're just a couple miles away from um, his actual where he was, uh, where his uh, his tombstone is. If you don't have, a, if you have a chance, you should go see Brandon and Bruce Lee's tombstone.
0: Yeah, that's a goal of mine. I've been to Washington one other time. Okay. And I just didn't have a chance because we were further out. Yeah my flight is unfortunately very early so mm. chance but that's definitely a big goal now that have all, I have more free time in my life to come up here and pay my respects to someone that I admire so much and I look up to a lot
1: well, there's also a museum down in the International District. It's a Bruce Lee Museum, so you'll have a chance to do that. And there's a noodle house that he used to serve noodles in as a kid. He I used know, to, so yeah, yeah, okay, there you go, man. So uh, we'll have to uh, treat Le- Lee Moriarty to uh, a little bit of a Bruce Lee tour once he's back here in Defy, and I'm sure you'll be back here. So uh, if we can go back a little bit down memory lo- road, man. So like, when did you first fall in love with wrestling? How old were you, and what was your first memory? So, my
0: first memory of professional wrestling was not the memory that got me into professional wrestling. I remember okay. very distinctly, my grandfather's watching uh, Friday Night Smackdown on TV in the living room. I walk in, and I see Rikishi do the Sting face Booker <laughs> T. And there's one with Booker T gets sick. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I was like, I'm good. I don't need to watch this. <laughs> what is he watching, dude? Yeah, a few years <laughs> later, I'm uh, in middle school and uh I'm just channel surfing I'm sitting home alone my family's out doing something I didn't really want to do so I'm gonna chill at home sure channel surfing and the boogeyman comes up on the screen okay I'm the boogeyman yeah and it's it's very interesting because it was like a horror movie but also combat fighting and I really wanted to do MMA before professional wrestling sure because I liked combat sports like Bruce Lee and all the things yeah but uh as an artist I didn't feel like I could fully express myself in there as a way I could professional wrestling so it drew me in and I remember yeah. watching the Boogeyman and from then on I was hooked I had my siblings watching with me the following night Smackdown and I discovered Monday Night Raw from the replays they would do Yeah. that I grew up with the internet so it was easy for me to like search stuff I remember channel surfing late at night again and watching the replay of TNA Impact Yeah. Was, like, staying in LAX for the first time uh, finding New Japan and like it was just Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. I just got deeper and deeper.
1: Dude, that's great. So, when did you, you know, realize that, like, you could do this? And and what was your first step? So, being, I was
0: young, but, you know, 11, 12. So, yeah. I kind of had that, like, not mature, but I had been conscious. I wasn't a kid, like, oh, I could be an astronaut. Or whatever. Yeah. I was just saying, actually, okay. I could be a dinosaur, like, stepbrother. So, i would be sure. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. that can't happen. Professional wrestling, like, I knew it was realistic. I never had a doubt that I could do it. So I was like, I'm gonna be a professional wrestler. I never backed down from saying that. I told my teachers that in high school, and they looked at me like, especially because I had good grades and things like that. Yeah. Go to college, and I was like, eh, whatever. I just wanted to be a wrestler. Yeah. Especially, so I went to school for graphic design, well, like stuff like that. A lot of it's portfolio based. Yeah. So I did well going to college, but I didn't need it as much. It was just like, let me get out of here. It's like yeah. wrestling. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I never doubted that I could do this.
1: Okay, man. So, wh- where did you go to school for wrestling, and or did you, you know, have formal training for wrestling, and where did you go and stuff?
0: So I, um, I was in—I uh, don't remember what class in high school—but I was searching up wrestling schools. Okay. And I found one in Keysport, Pennsylvania. It was called PWX Pro Wrestling Express. Uh, it used to be NWA East, like they used to be in the whole cycle thing. It was about 12 minutes from where I lived at the time. Like cool. Pittsburgh. I went out there after I graduated high school Went to a show I met the trainer, but I didn't tell him I was interested in wrestling Sure. Did my few years of college Saved the money Then began training in February of 2015 Under wrestlers named Brad McKay and Ian Radford Okay. Then made my debut December 2015 I think December 2nd or 5th Yeah um, Since then, it's been great I remember I actually tore my labrum not even a year in. Wow. And like you were saying, uh, did I ever think, like when did I think I could do this? Yeah. There was never a point I didn't think I could do this, but there was definitely doubts at that point. I was like, I got injured so early on a free accident.
1: I yeah. I watching that, but I didn't want to stop. So when did you, you know, can you pinpoint a, mo- a moment where you felt comfortable, like where it clicked or you started to like feel proud? Like, uh, like I'm proud of my matches. I, you know, was there, a, was there a time? Um, I'm still not exactly the most
0: proud person in my myself, okay. just because um, I don't want to say I'm a perfectionist but when it comes to wrestling. I'm a perfectionist because of how much I love it. Sure, I enjoy my matches. Like I have fun in my matches. I think about it like that. Nah, I have a good time, but there's never a point where like I'm so comfortable. I feel proud. Like, yeah, that was a great match. Like I'm always like thinking about what I could have done better, even without watching. I just know like from a feeling.
1: Okay, so you're well known for. Technical wrestling. Let's people know that you as a technical wrestler, right? So I'm gonna throw this out there, and you know, totally, totally just like cold, cold call you, right, with this question: Mount Rushmore of technical wrestling of all time, Big Four, best so, technical wrestlers of all time. I would say. I know a couple of them are probably your co-workers. Yeah, sure. So Brian Dawson. <laughs> yeah, Brian Dawson is.
0: And Ray Mysterio my all time greatest. So, Rondell's in 1v1. I would say Zach Samba Jr. is another. Mm-hmm. I think Alex Shelley, and I'm not just saying that because he's a mentor of mine, but just because he's underappreciated because he was a taxi wrestler for so long. People don't realize how really good he is at that. Yeah, And maybe because he wasn't on the platform of WWE. Like he was very quickly at NXT for a little bit, but because he wasn't seen that way, maybe other people don't put on the not Rusher. Sure, I do because I've been in the ring with them. Yeah, I've watched them. I've seen how he trained people, and I know that. And then for the fourth, it's tough. I'm going to go between Johnny Saint and Steve Gray. Okay, sport, just yeah, cause those are big influence of mine. Cool. Like everybody knows Johnny Saint. I think Steve Gray is one of like people know if you watch wrestling, but you don't hear the name as much. Sure. You should definitely check him out. But, like, I don't consider myself a technical wrestler.
1: Okay. Well, maybe so, other well,
0: yeah, That's okay. what other people do. Definitely do. It's just, like, technical wrestling, being labeled as that, goes against what Tiger Style is and me trying to be this broad thing. Okay. If you watch my match for Christopher Daniels, I did some well technique stuff. There was a lot of fighting because of how we started so I lean into whatever bag I need to lean into, mm-hmm. get into things. But I get why people consider me a technical sure. wrestler. I'm always going to dispute that.
1: You're like you because you're good at technical wrestling, but your other elements of taiga style, you know, are make you the well-rounded. Right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. If you watch me uh, wrestle Luchadors, I'll wrestle heavily that style, and I'll switch it up and confuse them. Yeah.
1: I won't do anything technical if I don't have to. I'll do it if I do. Just whatever needs to be done. So if you were given like the the a, a, che- a blank check, you can pay whatever musician you want to make your theme song, custom, and come out to an AEW pay per view and perform for you. What band, musician, artist? Who would it be? <laughs>
0: That's extremely difficult. So there's there's four. Okay, okay. Be, but uh, it's a collab. Wu Tang Clan is yep. definitely the big one. So Tiger Style, Tiger style. comes from yep. Wu Tang Clan. ain't not an F with at the yep. very beginning. They say that. Yep. And then I also spelled it caps because of MF Doom. Mm. So there's a reference to that. RIP. Yeah. Second, but I don't know if I would have MF Doom as interesting just because of the way his music is. Yeah. So Wu Tang would be one. The second would be Mac Miller because mm. he's very versatile in everything he creates, mm. and also being from Pittsburgh. Yep. That'd be really cool. Yep. Um, the third, Denzel Curry. He yeah. Has, his music has a lot of energy in it, and that's something I like to have. during my has a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth one is my current favorite rapper, Tyler, the Creator, mm. because he's another guy that's like, he can bring energy, he can switch it up, he can do all these things, but he puts a lot of thought into not just the music, but the performance. So to have him at uh, like a big event coming out with me, I think would be very cool too, because I know I'm going to get this, Artistic, visual thing that
1: I feel like I line up with also. Yeah, aesthetically, that's my thing. Is Tyler Greater style. I love it. So um, I noticed you have an X tattooed on you. Yeah. Uh, you know, some wrestlers have X tattooed on them because they're straight edge. Are, is that what that is for you? Yeah. Okay.
0: For being straight edge, uh, obviously, CM Punk. I always knew I didn't want to do like the drinking or smoking or anything because Bruce Lee's philosophy of hacking away from the non-essentials. I didn't know there was actually a thing called Straight Edge until CM Punk and I looked up the history of it like the X's on the kids yeah minor threat punk rock all that stuff yeah Yeah. but um a big reason another big reason besides the Bruce Lee influence and stuff for me to become Straight Edge was my parents my parents grew up wrestling fans yeah and there's a lot of unfortunate history with the guys that they grew up watching passing away from things like drugs and alcohol and abuse and stuff so it was being Straight Edge was my way of promising them like I wasn't gonna go down that path yeah and I could chase this because they were very against me being professional wrestling at first, and then they saw like how committed I was and coming around, and sticking with it, and going to where I am now, being on this level. They were able to see. My family's name, because Moriarty is my real last name, on national TV, and that's just a crazy thought.
1: That's amazing, man. That's beautiful. So obviously, the last couple years have been crazy, huge for you, man. Congratulations! Contractor wrestler with AEW. You can watch him on AEW on TNT and TBS. Uh, and then, uh, you know, coming here to Defy. What What are your goals for the rest of twenty twenty two, dude? So I've been working very hard, in figuring out who I am in this is next phase of my
0: career. And I think that's a big part of it is portraying it to people that understand or that might not understand who I am. There's a lot of people that are professional wrestling fans. There's a lot of hardcore fans. There's a lot of casual fans. There's fans that don't know about AEW. There's fans that don't know about me. I want to bring those people in and be able to explain who I am and who I'm becoming yeah. in an easier format because I'm very good at explaining who I am with the internet, but I want to be able to do it. If you're not looking at your phone, you're just sitting in the audience and you're like, okay, I give this guy's about and I connect with them." And maybe someone channel surfing just like I was watching TV, they see something about me that appeals and they watch and okay, I just created another wrestling. Club. Yeah. So that's like my big goal. Another one is my goal since I started wrestling is to wrestle in Japan. Yeah. At some point, I'm going to do that and
1: I'm hoping it's this year. Hope it's not. It's going to be next year. If it's not next year, it's going to be the year after, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen, dude. That's awesome, man. And, and you're wrestling with so many incredible people and, and you coming here to Defy. We thank you for making the trip, dude. And we hope that it's not your last time here at Defy. Uh, it's a question I ask every interview here for the Defiant Ones podcast. Uh, we know you're new here uh, and, you know, it's your first time. Um, but, you know, being that you were a big fan of Defy before uh, and, and it was a goal of yours, uh, we call ourselves the Defiance. It's, it's a community, it's, it's, it's a whole family of fans, um, what does the defiance mean to you? Um, I feel like defiance is
0: I don't know the right word but I was talking to the owner and the way they said they wanted to make this place somewhere everyone can go and feel comfortable, defiance is a place you can come and feel comfortable watching professional wrestling even if you're not you know, the wrestling fan that's been watching for decades you just come and have a good time and Defiance is about having a good time. Yeah. But also like holding yourself to a high standard. Like everything DeFi does, they hold themselves to a high standard, whether it's their visuals, whether it's the wrestling quality, whether it's the management, everything they hold to a high standard. And their fans see that and I think that's why they have these
1: live crowds, these excited crowds, because they are grateful for that, and they're grateful for feeling comfortable. Awesome man. Well, well said and we appreciate it dude. So my last question for you, pick a scar on your body, show us if you can, but if not, tell us the story of how you got it, Lee. This scar on my eyebrow Yeah we see it Okay is, It's a little bit of It looks like a cut Kind of yeah, yeah This
0: is not like Me grabbing like Clippers or a razor This is an actual Real life scar And people Like when I tell them That they're very surprised I think it's just Like a style thing Yeah But um, I used to always say Like when I was a kid I got into a street fight For my character Professional wrestling I got get okay. Sure sure But in real life I was I think Maybe three or four years old uh, There was like a glass table Over my grandparents house Or were at The thing And I just hit my head off it Got that And got stitches my family likes to joke and mess with my aunt. Say my aunt smashed my head off the table. Oh she man, with me, yeah, she gets so annoyed with it. But we all know that didn't happen.
1: Lee, get the tables, dude. That's amazing. Table shot at three, dude. Lee, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you.